In our gospel lesson today, there is a remarkable moment when Jesus comes up out of the water, out of the Jordan River. The heavens open to him. He looks and he sees God's Spirit coming down on him in such a clear and obvious way that it's as if a dove were descending from heaven and alighting or resting, uh, landing on him. And then a voice declares, and Matthew doesn't tell us exactly who heard the voice, but given what the voice says, it seems pretty clear that Jesus wasn't the only one who heard the voice because the voice from heaven proclaims, this is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. And the word that is translated for us as well pleased could also be translated, this is the one in whom I delight. This is the light, the joy of my life. Jesus heard that. The crowd heard that from God in that moment. And I'm curious, why? Why? Why that moment? What did Jesus do? What did Jesus do to get God to look at him and say, I delight in you. You are my beloved child. I'm proud of you. God doesn't use the language of pride in that way, but... But that sense of parental delight in a child, that's what comes through in that word. What did Jesus do to get it? This is the first moment we see his ministry unfolding. The gospel accounts, a couple of them give us stories about Jesus when he was born or when he was a really young child, maybe 10 or 12 or so. Uh, but, But this is the first time we get to see him at work. He hasn't healed anybody yet. He hasn't taught anybody anything yet. He hasn't turned water into wine, he hasn't cleansed the lepers, he hasn't done anything like that, and yet God looks at him and says, I delight in you. And I wonder what it is about that moment that lets that truth shine through. And I didn't think about it until just now as I was reading it, so the sermon's going to be a little longer than I expected it to be, but I didn't think about it just now, but did you notice what Jesus says to John the Baptist when John the Baptist says, I can't baptize you, you're supposed to baptize me. And he says, let it be so now, for it is our job, it's good for us, us, to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus doesn't say, it's important for me to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus says, it is in this way important for us together to fulfill all righteousness. Which makes me wonder, what did John the Baptist do? What was John the Baptist's role in making it possible for Jesus and everybody else there to hear what surely had always been true. This is my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. Baptism is a funny thing, especially in our tradition. We don't baptize people because they're good people. We don't baptize people because they know what it means to be a follower of God. We don't baptize people because they've got all the answers figured out. We don't baptize people because they are saints. We baptize them as a way of making them saints. But I'll suggest to you that in that moment when our children, when we come up out of the water, whether the water is poured over us or whether we come up out of the water because we've been immersed in it, that that moment... That moment when God says to each of us, I am well pleased with you, has nothing to do with what we've accomplished and everything to do with making ourselves available 
for God to work in us. God could have told Jesus, God's son, you're my beloved child, with you I am well pleased, at any moment in Jesus' life, surely. Surely that was as true when he was eight, as it was when he was 18, as it was when he was around 30, which is the best we can tell how old Jesus was at this moment. But there's something about this act of being baptized. There's something about, about letting go, about surrendering, about being available, about starting afresh, about looking for something new that made it possible not only for Jesus but for those around him to hear those words. And I think our baptism is the chance for us to hear the same thing. God doesn't whisper into your ear, I am well pleased with you because you have impressed God. God whispers those words into your ear because that's who God is. God is your beloved parent. You are God's beloved child. Baptism. That moment where we, in a metaphorical but perhaps a real way, that moment when we die, when we die to a resume, when we die to a list of accomplishments, when we die to all those efforts to make mommy and daddy, grandmother, grandfather, our boss, our colleagues, our spouse, even our own children, when we die to that need to make all of them think well of us, when we set aside the need to impress God in that moment of starting fresh as if we were a baby again, that's when if you listen with the ear of your heart, you can hear God say it because it's always true. You are my beloved child. With you, I am well pleased.